Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. President Biden urges Senate to act on preventing rail strike. We have the story. One person injured in a house fire in southwest Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A Wichita man has been sentenced for a 2017 murder. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. It's a chilly start to the morning here in Wichita, but we can expect a windy afternoon. Our complete forecast here in just a few minutes. And we have some uh, information this morning on traffic right up on the top of our news. Ted Woodward, what's going on with traffic? Yeah, we got uh, an injury accident on the eastbound lanes of Highway K254 at Webb Road. And this does involve the Sedgwick County Sheriff's vehicles. Okay. And they're shutting down eastbound 254 at Webb. No. All right, 254 Webb. That's uh, an injury accident this morning. So we got an injury accident involving a sheriff's deputy car, and that's up at K254 and Webb in the eastbound lanes of 254. All right. The Biden administration says it remains engaged in trying to avert a possible railroad workers' strike. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre spoke at a briefing Wednesday after Congress passed a bill to avoid a shutdown. We've been uh, uh, certainly um, uh, uh, working with them uh, on, uh, on um, coming to this tentative agreement. And, uh, and now we're at a place where the president has been very clear that we have to avert a rail shutdown. President Biden is urging lawmakers to get the bill to his desk by Saturday. The Senate has yet to vote on the legislation. As the December 9th deadline approaches, before rail workers walk out on the job. One person suffered smoke inhalation in a house fire in southwest Wichita yesterday afternoon, 3700 block of South Hoover Court. First responders found flames coming from the home. One person was reported in serious condition because of smoke inhalation. A Wichita man was sentenced Wednesday to over 13 years in prison for a 2017 murder. 21-year-old Jeremiah Tate pled guilty to second-degree murder in the death of 19-year-old Nakari Moore and battery of a law enforcement officer in October. Police said in December of 2019, Moore had been paying a bill at a cell phone store. As he was leaving, Tate fired several shots into Moore's car, killing him. Tate has been in custody since his arrest in 2017 and will have that time credited to his sentence. Dan O'Neill. KNSS News. A third person who experienced a suspected fentanyl overdose over the weekend has died. This happened Sunday in the 2900 block of South Washington. Police found two people deceased in an encampment south of the John Mack Bridge. Police say 20-year-old Stevie Metz and 35-year-old Brandon Randall were found dead. 31-year-old Cody Maxey died after being taken to a hospital. Another woman remains hospitalized in critical condition. Parts of the South are cleaning up after devastation from multiple tornadoes. Fox Weather's Max Gordon reports in Bassfield, Mississippi. Bassfield is unfortunately no stranger to tornadoes. An EF4 tornado hit this county back in 2020. Now they're cleaning up once again. This after a harrowing outbreak of severe weather across the South with lightning lighting up the sky and trains of storms spawning twisters. From Tuesday afternoon and into the night, more than 30 reports of damaging winds above 58 miles per hour, reports of hail the size of golf balls and limes, and 34 reports of tornadoes with four confirmed. The majority of the tornadoes were reported in Mississippi and Alabama. The Montgomery County Emergency Management Director says at least two people died in Alabama after a tornado ripped through the area early yesterday morning.
The city of Minneapolis has settled a lawsuit on behalf of 2020 protesters. Twelve protesters will split a $600,000 settlement following their treatment by Minneapolis police during the unrest following the 2020 murder of George Floyd. The American Civil Liberties Union made that announcement Wednesday. The city also agreed to curb police responses to lawful protests, including the use of pepper spray and non-lethal projectiles. While there was some looting and fires set during the days-long 2020 demonstrations, Minneapolis forces came under criticism for their response. Tom Graham, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. College basketball action tonight in Lawrence. The Kansas Jayhawks in action. We'll preview that one a little bit. And we've had a the passing of a Kansas sports legend as well. All coming up in sports, KNSS, and in just a few minutes. Flu cases on the rise in the U.S. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 7.08. Eight minutes past 7 o'clock. The CDC says seasonal flu cases are on the rise in the U.S. The most recent data from the CDC show some states, including New Mexico, Texas, and Tennessee, are in the uppermost range for case numbers on its flu activity map. A swath of the country from Arkansas to Virginia, as well as California, Washington State, Kansas, and Colorado follow with very high rates. The most recent data also show that hospitalizations for patients with the flu are up from more than 8,700 for the week ending November 12th compared to more than 11,000 the following week. The CDC says the highest hospitalization rates are of those 65 and up, followed by those 5 and younger, and that fewer people have gotten a flu vaccination this year than in previous years. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. The city of San Francisco is considering the use of robots for its police force. Fox's Matt Finn reports. The San Francisco City Council voted overwhelmingly to allow the police department to use these new robots that will not have guns but explosive charges that can be used to disorient or potentially kill a dangerous suspect. But some civil liberty groups and critics are slamming the robots, saying police can use them to execute a person, quote, without a trial judge or jury. San Francisco City Supervisor Raphael Mandelman writes that the San Francisco police are authorized to use the 17 robots to carry out deadly force only in extremely limited situations when lives are at risk and there's no other option available. The city says only a select number of high-ranking officers would be allowed to use the robots. President Joe Biden hosted the annual lighting of the National Christmas Tree Wednesday evening at the White House. Through seasons and struggle and strife, progress and prosperity, for a century and counting, we've come together in a spirit of unity and joy, hope and light. This year is the 100th lighting of the National Christmas Tree. It dates back to 1923 with then-President Calvin Coolidge kicking off the tradition. And President Biden will host the first state dinner of his administration tonight with the President and First Lady of France. President Biden will host French President Emmanuel Macron today for a bilat and formal state dinner, his first as president. Earlier this week, National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby said from the White House, this is a celebration and that no country in the world can match the number and strength of U.S. allies. France is our oldest one. Uh, and... I mean, if you look at what's going on in Ukraine, 
Look at what's going on in the Indo-Pacific and the tensions with China. France is really at the center of all those things. Tensions over the Inflation Reduction Act and changes that reward North American-made electric vehicles with tax credits over European ones will likely come up, though, as will Europe's effort to come up with a price cap on Russian oil. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7-11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. And a traffic update here on your Thursday morning commute. And during the past 20 minutes, we've had an injury traffic accident northeast of Wichita. This is uh, this had shut down the eastbound lanes of Highway K254 at Webb Road, an injury accident that did involve a Sedgwick County Sheriff's deputy vehicle. Looks like they're trying to get that cleaned up, and it wasn't too bad. But uh, you will see a lot of emergency crews up in that area, and they still have uh, eastbound 254 blocked off at Webb Road. And that's Traffic Update with Stephen Ted, KNSS. Now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Good morning, Ronell. Hey, good morning, Stephen Ted. How are you guys doing? Doing good. good. Yeah. Very well. We're starting off the morning like we have. It's kind of chilly, but things are going to improve, right, sir? Yeah, that's right. And you know, it, I feel like it's really the wind that's uh, making it feel even more chilly out there because our temperatures have been hovering around that freezing mark. You know, at least we're not down into the 20s or even the teens out there, something that we've seen over the last couple of mornings. So uh, at least our temperature is improving despite that chilly start, even more so by later on this afternoon. Officially 41 degrees yesterday. That was the afternoon high for our Wednesday afternoon. Nice 10-degree jump from that once we get into our Thursday afternoon, an expected high of 51 later on today. Mostly sunny to partly cloudy skies. South breeze at 15 to 30 miles an hour. Going to be gusty out there at times, but it's that southerly wind which will help us continue to warm. Only dropping down to 40 degrees tonight with a mix of clouds and stars, so likely staying above freezing by the time we start our Friday. Uh, still looks like a mix of clouds and sun, partly cloudy conditions for our Friday, still windy as well, but that southerly wind is still helping us continue to warm, jumping all the way up to 67 degrees for a high, well above average for this time of year. What goes up, though, must come down. We know that, especially with it now officially being December. We'll go from that high of 67 on Friday down to 41 for a high on Saturday. So we're going to go from warm to chilly all within a day. We should be used to these abrupt changes by now, though. Partly cloudy skies continue through the weekend, and after the chilly Saturday, we'll quickly begin to rebound. 52 Sunday, 53 Monday, then another abrupt change, down to 41 for our Tuesday. Temperatures gradually, slowly, but surely climb through the 40s after that. So our ups and downs continue. Winds are going to be gusty at times, especially over the next couple of days. Right now, we're at 31 degrees with that partly cloudy sky. South breeze at 18 miles an hour, making it feel more like 19 degrees, though. All right. Well, it's, like you say, a cool start, but by, by Friday or Saturday, it's going to be kind of warm. That's pretty nice. Yeah, close to 70 tomorrow. It's going to yeah. feel nice. Yeah, Whoa. it is. All right. Thank you, Ronell. The KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Stephen Ted of the morning here on this Thursday, December 1st, 2022. We had a sunny day across central Kansas Wednesday. Wichita's high temperature was 41 degrees. Normal high for the date, 51. And 1983, the average temperature in Wichita for the month of December was 16.4 degrees. Yikes. Making it the coldest December on record for the Mm. air capital. And the second coldest month ever. Coldest month on record for January was was January 1940. Uh, for Wichita, with an average of 16.2 degrees. So, little history there of cold weather. 714, Stephen Ted. Coming up uh, just an hour from now, 
We'll be uh, checking in with uh, Wichita Battalion Fire Chief Jose Ocades. We're going to be talking about uh, fire safety with the decorations and so forth this time of year. It can be kind of dangerous. Now, I just remember that one scene in in the movie The the Christmas Story where Darren McGavin, the dad, has got all of those all those plugs, all those wires plugged into, into one the wall and one wall, adapter, and it just kind of blows up on him. Well, you know, it, it's funny, but that kind of thing I'm sure happens. You know, the people this time of year they, they're starting to operate space heaters and things like that, and it can be kind of dangerous. For years and years, that one of the uh, it doesn't happen that much anymore because uh, the floor furnace is a thing of the past. They don't build those in new homes. A floor furnace is a floor furnace. You. It has a grate over the top of it, and uh, this furnace is right underneath there. And uh, if you leave something like a, oh, let's say a rug over oh, the top of it. People put a carpet or a rug over it. And all of a sudden. It catches fire. You know, the, the, the weather changes. The house is on fire. Yeah, the weather changes, so the, the furnace kicks on, and the first thing you know, the house is on fire. We don't have many floor furnaces left there. I'm sure there are some in Riverside. We sure do on, on College Hill. In, yeah. Well, a I'm, lot of old neighborhoods. The new neighborhoods you don't, but nope. the older ones, they, there's. It's still prevalent, I guess. I don't have one in my house, but uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with them. Today is, uh, on this date in 1955, something big happened in the civil rights movement when Rosa Parks, a black seamstress, was arrested after refusing to give up her seat to a white man on a Montgomery, Alabama city bus. Uh, I was reading the history. She she sat down in the colored section, but the place got crowded in a hurry, and when she was asked to give up her seat, she refused. Wouldn't do it. And, of course, she was arrested, and that incident sparked a year-long boycott of the buses by blacks and basically made Rosa Parks you know, famous. It was, it was one of those – she didn't plan that. No. She's, this wasn't just orchestrated. A, she had a, just – she'd had enough. Yeah. I'm not moving. Just a, a nice working working yep. woman who was trying to go to work, and that was it. Big uh, birthday today in Hollywood, and I know you're probably going to cover this on the board. Woody Allen is turning 87 today. Yep. Uh, and all of his career, I've, I've watched it. I was very attuned to it way back in the 60s. One of the first albums I ever bought when I had a, 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 a you know a, a turntable and a stereo was Woody Allen. Yeah, he did stand-up. Stand-up comedian. Yeah, funny. His stand-ups were hilarious. Yes. And he got, he got a little goofy, I think, later in his years. But, boy, those stand-up routines were, were they'll Good make stuff. you laugh. Yep. But uh, anyway, Woody Allen having a birthday today, 87 years 87. old. He's been kind of controversial over the years, but uh, he's having a birthday today. 717 now, Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll head to Lawrence, where we have college men's basketball action tonight. Ninth-ranked Kansas hosting Seton Hall, part of the Big 12 Big East battle. KU has won 11 straight games on home court in Allen Fieldhouse. You might remember the last time these teams played was five years ago, right here in downtown Wichita at Interest Bank Arena, second round of the NCAA tournament. This is the first time Seton Hall has ever been to Lawrence to take on the Jayhawks. Live coverage of KU men's basketball begins at 6.30 tonight. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight. Of course, you can listen to the Jayhawks live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. K-State men played last night as part of the Big 12 Big East battle. It was at Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. K-State taking on Butler, and it did not go well for the Wildcats. Butler shot 55% from the field. K-State got down by double digits and could not mount a comeback. Butler wins that game 76-64. First loss for Kansas State on the season under their new head coach, Jerome Tang. K-State is now 6-1 on the season following that loss. 
7600 were at that game in Indianapolis last night. We had Juco men's basketball play last night. Butler Community College on the road visiting 11th-ranked Coffeyville. The Grizzlies were terrible in the first half. Only got 18 points in the first half. But boy, did they get the offense cranked up in the second half. Of course, our buddy Dennis Higgins had the call of the game on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Here's Williams. Gives it right wing to Hill. Hill is going to pull up a jumper on the way. Got it! Cause Hill is on fire. He's got 21. And timeout on the floor with 4.36 to go. Butler scored 52 points in the second half, came back and beat the 11th-ranked team in the nation on the road. Butler wins it at Coffeyville, 70-64. First home loss of the season for Coffeyville. As Butler is now uh, on a three-game winning streak, now 9-2 on the season. Wichita State women's basketball last night at Coke Arena. The Shocker ladies win again. They beat Denver 61-54. Shocker senior Jane Asinde with 13 rebounds. As the Shocker women are now on a five-game winning streak. They have not lost a home game this season. The KU women won as well. They beat Texas A&M 74-42. Beat the Aggies for the first time in 20 years. KU women are 6-0 on the season. The KU volleyball team is in the NCAA tournament. First round play today. As the Jayhawks take on Miami, that will be at 4.30 p.m., that matchup in Lincoln, Nebraska. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Los Angeles Lakers win at home, beat the Portland Trailblazers 128-109 in the starting lineup for the Lakers. Starting at guard, former Wichita State shocker Austin Reeves with a season-high 22 points as the Lakers have won six of their last eight games. Volleyball. Shocker Volleyball, 10 years ago on this day, was one of the great Shocker Volleyball victories, maybe the best in its history, as the Shockers won a second-round NCAA tournament game in Lawrence, beat the Jayhawks in four sets, as for the first time and only time in program history, the Shockers won a second-round game and went to the Sweet 16 in volleyball. Shocker, huge win in volleyball, was 10 years ago on this day. The Shockers advanced to the Sweet 16. And we do mark today the passing of former KU quarterback, one of the great all-time Kansas athletes, quarterback John Hadle, died yesterday at the age of 82, a guy that led the National Football League in passing in 1971 when he was a college player at KU. He led the nation in punting in 1959. Of course, he was an All-American running back his junior year, an All-American quarterback his senior year. And he was named KU's Player of the Century. Pretty good stuff. One of the all-time greats. There are only three football numbers retired at KU, and one of them is number 21, quarterback John Hadle, KU's Player of the Century in football. He passed away yesterday at the age of 82. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, share some of my personal feelings about him coming up. Because as a youngster, uh, you know, I played a little football, and, and he was one of those guys who was kind of an idol for mm-hmm. me. He couldn't miss it. He was just terrific. Well, I'll talk about that in a few minutes here. Right now, we've got a uh, house call for health on the way this morning. The uh, Being an early bird may get you more than the worm. Aha. Uh-huh. May get you a chance to listen to Steve and Ted. But <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's coming up. House call for health. Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, seven twenty six here on this Thursday morning. Three big things 
Three. President Biden urges Senate to act on preventing a nationwide rail strike. Two. One person suffers smoke inhalation in a house fire on Hoover Court in southwest Wichita. One. Third person has died after an apparent fentanyl overdose in south Wichita. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. And a traffic update here on your Thursday morning commute. We've told you last half hour about that injury traffic accident northeast of Wichita. This did involve a Sedgwick County Sheriff's Deputy vehicle. They had to shut down eastbound lanes of Highway K254 at Webb Road. Looks like they're getting that figured out and uh, cleaned up that situation. But did see a lot of a, a lot of rescue crews and law enforcement at that area here in the past 30, 40 minutes up at Webb Road and K254. KNSS traffic update brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. It's located downtown at Market and Waterman. You can also go online at carlstire.com. It's your home for complete car care. Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Sunny, breezy, and warmer today with a high of 50 degrees, now partly cloudy. South wind at 13 miles per hour and 28 degrees. Hatman Jacks has some great gift ideas for this year. With over 50 brands to choose from, they're sure to find a a cozy hat that will fit every lifestyle. Gift cards can be purchased at the store or give them a call and they'll drop one in the mail. Halfman Jacks at the clock tower in Delano. A young boy is accused of fatally shooting his mother over an electronic toy. That story and more news on the half hour. Stephen Head in the morning on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 730 on a Thursday morning, 28 degrees. President Biden is promising a stronger voice for indigenous, uh, indi- indigenous uh, communities as he announced a new funding initiatives for tribal lands. Speaking at the Tribal Nation Summit, President Biden pledged more federal support for communities he says are facing threats from climate change. Extreme droughts and wildfires, rising sea levels that affect the sources of tribal foods, tribal resources, tribal traditions, tribal ways of life. The president told leaders he's committed to Native Americans having a stronger voice in federal funding and decision-making. Together, my entire administration is advancing the economic agenda and making historic investments in Indian country. And I might add that are long overdue. The Biden administration is requesting Congress approve more than $9 billion for the Indian Health Service, providing medical care to federally recognized tribes. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Wichita's independent school is set to begin a new medical program for area students looking for careers in medicine. The program is open to anyone. Students are not required to attend the independent school. The head of independent school, Terrell Davis, says they are now taking applications. We're partnering with Newman University to offer dual credit as well as summer experiences. And our kids will finish their uh, medical program with a capstone medical uh, project where they'll be working with a local physician, uh, both doing uh, shadow hours, but also learning and interviewing that physician to learn how to be the very best physician they can be. And the school plans to break ground next year on a new medical lab. A former student at the Missouri Military Academy alleges in a lawsuit that he attempted suicide after being repeatedly attacked at the school. The student filed a personal injury lawsuit against the school in Mexico, Missouri this week. He alleged several other students at the school uh, routinely attacked him between 2018 and 2021. 
He also alleges school leaders knew about the assaults and did nothing to stop them. The lawsuit also claims the school held a yearly purge during which older students beat and assault younger students. MMA President Richard Garachi says the allegations are wholly unfounded and the school's first priority is student safety and well-being. A young boy is accused of fatally shooting his mother over an electronic toy. Police say a 10-year-old Milwaukee boy is currently charged as an adult with first-degree reckless homicide. Investigators say he shot his mother with her own gun after she refused to buy him a virtual reality headset. The unnamed boy's lawyers are hoping to move the proceedings to juvenile court. Police say the family members claim he had a history of disturbing behavior, including swinging a puppy around by its tail and setting furniture on fire with a balloon filled with flammable liquid. Tom Graham, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. The real story the next couple of days is going to be a brief warm-up and gusty winds. In fact, as high as 40, even 45 miles per hour, both today and tomorrow. Clear, rather chilly here early on. Sunny, breezy, and 50 for our high this afternoon. Clear and not as cold tonight. Charlo 40. Sunny tomorrow with a high 68 with a much colder air mass coming in Friday night. I'm KNSS Meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now partly cloudy, 28 degrees. We have a south wind at 19 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. It's uh, coming up on 735, and uh, about a half hour from now, we'll check in with Wichita Battalion Fire Chief Jose Ocades. We're going to talk about uh, safety precautions when you're putting up those decorations for the holidays. They can be dangerous in some situations, so we're going to talk with uh, Chief Ocades here in just a few minutes. Very good. And Ted, you've been talking this morning about the, the uh, death of the longtime NFL quarterback John Hadle who has died at the age of 82. Uh, he uh, had a professional career that included the San Diego Chargers, and he led them to three AFL title games before the league merged with the NFL. He also played for the Packers, the Rams, and the Oilers. I remember as a youngster watching the new AFL come along, and uh, there he was. The two I remember the most, the quarterbacks, was, was him at San Diego and uh, Daryl LaMonica with the Oakland Raiders. They were two in of course, John, from Kansas, a terrific yeah. athlete. You were talking One about One of the it. great Kansas athletes of all time. I had a, a, an interesting, just kind of a brush with him. Uh, recently, a few months ago, we had a, a, uh, we had a banquet at uh, my, my alma mater, West High School, and one of the people who came to it was a, a graduate of, uh, named John Mosher, and John played in the NFL, played for KU and in the NFL for several years, and and he was, he was, I never met his wife, and we were sitting at this banquet. And James, I said, is there a story about how you met? And he says, yeah, yes, yes, there is. He says, I was at KU playing football up there. And, uh, and uh, in the student union uh, one day, I saw this really attractive woman, his wife. And he says, and uh, I asked John Hadle's sister to introduce us. So, <laughs> so Hadle's sister introduced John and his wife. That was a matchmaker. A little, little personal story there. But anyway, this guy. Had the powder blue uniform there with the Chargers. And when I played football as a junior, uh, as a ninth grader at Hadley, I, I had a powder blue uniform, number 14, and kind of he was one of my idols when I was growing up. John Hadle, terrific quarterback. And yeah, drafted by the Detroit Lions, but he hmm. decided instead to go to the AFL. How about that? That, that fledgling, uh, that uh, that league was so much, it was not, not a whole lot different, but it was different in some ways. Was very from the NFL, NFL in the way they played football. Offense, yeah, <laughs> they, just, they 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 weren't bashful about cranking up and throwing that ball. Oh, they were 
40 or 50 years ahead of their time. Yeah. They put an emphasis on speed and offense and playmaking. and a whole new concept. And the mm-hmm. National Football League was just the quarter, most of the quarterbacks just turn around and hand it off. Yeah. Three, yards, play. three yards in a pile of dust. <laughs> all right. Hey, the White House having the first state dinner. Of course, the circumstances have been with the COVID and all that uh, have been against having any kind of gathering like this. But they're going to have their first state dinner of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. I got to look at the uh, yeah. the menu tonight. It's going to be a oh. little different from that, uh, you know, the, the tuna helper that you and Not I have. Not the usual? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they're going to start off with Maine lobster poached in butter. Then you'll have beef with shallot marmalade and a trio of American cheeses on the menu. I, I give a huge thumbs up to that menu. Sounds good that so sounds far. Great desert uh, dessert that is is orange chiffon cake Ooh. with roasted pears. Fancy and okay. a certain kind of ice cream that has a French name, a Ooh. creme fraiche. I don't know what that is, but anyway, there you go. There's the dinner tonight. Probably say, yeah, I'll probably have some good wine to wash it down. Dang, with, that sounds so. good. Yeah. When's the last time you had a real nice cut of cut of beef along with some some lobster? Yeah, that surf, surf and turf doesn't come along very often. <laughs> can't, really can't afford that usually. Yeah, you can get a red lobster for about ninety dollars, you know. So anyway, that's what's on the menu uh, tonight. Well, I hope President Macron and his wife have a good time. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Bill Clinton's tested positive for COVID nineteen. While we're on politics, former president revealed in his diagnosis Wednesday on Twitter. Reportedly experiencing mild symptoms. I've tested positive for COVID, Clinton tweets, and I've had mild symptoms, but I'm doing fine overall, keeping myself busy at home. Grateful to be vaccinated and boosted. Well, which yeah, you has, think he's all boosted up. Yeah, it's kept my case mild. And that's uh, Bill Clinton, and uh, just about everybody we know has had some sort of COVID, well, I guess. He would be in a high-risk category, but as long yeah. as he's boosted up, um, we got a, yeah. A bizarre story uh, out of Georgia where a woman is behind bars after she reportedly burst into her neighbor's home and shot the occupant because she was annoyed by her barking dogs. Flowery Branch resident Fonda Spratt, 56, facing a number of charges in connection with the incident, which occurred late Tuesday morning, police say, after entering her neighbor's home and confronting her about her dog, Spratt pulled out a gun and fired several shots, according to the Flowery Branch PD. She hit her unidentified neighbor twice, police say. This is incredibly unfortunate and could have ended in catastrophic results, says police chief Christopher Hulson. Well, yes. There could have been more innocent individuals injured or killed. Spratt being held under $1,300 bond. That's it? Yeah. The condition of the unidentified victim has not been revealed. But uh, I'll tell you what, when you get that mad at your neighbor's barking dog, as you'll take a gun into their house. That's pretty bad. Well, we see this all the time. People settle disputes, and one of them has a gun, or both have a gun. Lose their temper, and there you go. All right, uh, Ted, we were talking in the news again this morning. that They're talking about uh, snatch-and-grab robberies. Basically, there's been a big cities have seen this, where a whole carload of people, a gang, will show up, bust this place, gun in there and grab everything they can, and leave again. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's no, no chance to react. It's called a snatch-and-grab. Uh, I've heard that term used by the WPD and our law enforcement people over the years here in Wichita. Not yeah. very often, uh, but but even in a lot of these big cities, there's no prosecution, even if they do catch. Yeah, them. they catch them. They, they the courts are loaded with people who are serious, you know. And yeah, uh, they just let them go and they do it again. The story this morning said that uh, Target, which has been a real target for these gangs, 
uh, is going to, you know, suffer about $600 million in losses because of it. I think maybe that'd be a good time for Target to uh, employ about two security guards and with guard with dogs at each entrance to the store or something. Wow. Anyway, there's always some way for somebody to uh, steal something. Huh. 741 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, coming up this morning uh, with Stephen Ted, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update, Ted. A new chicken restaurant coming to West Wichita. How about that? That's what we need. That's what we Another need. Another chicken it's restaurant. A, it's on the Yay. way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Live, local, KNSS. Stephen's head in the morning, KNSS, 746 now. Three big things. Three. A third person has died after an apparent fentanyl overdose in South Wichita. Two. One person suffers smoke inhalation in a house fire on Hoover Court in Southwest Wichita. One. President Biden urges Senate to act on preventing a nationwide rail strike. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. A traffic update here on the Thursday morning commute. We have crews on the scene of a traffic accident at. Oh, I got to pick up the paper here. All right, a traffic accident. The I location. I would remember, but of course I didn't remember. 21st and Greenwich. Got a uh, traffic accident at 21st and Greenwich. Doesn't look like it's too serious, but you might see some crews at that location. Traffic update: Stephen Ted, KNSS. Sunny, breezy, and warmer today with a high of 50 degrees. Mostly clear tonight. The overnight low 40. Friday, mostly sunny, breezy, and warmer. Tomorrow's high, 69 degrees. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. wow. Partly cloudy now, south wind at 13 miles per hour and 28 degrees. The Monarch featuring new merchandise with a wide variety of apparel, glassware, and gifts for the bourbon lover in your life. Available for purchase at the Monarch, celebrating a decade in Delano at 579 West Douglas. 747 out, Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS and on Wall Street, a rally on an important speech. A good day for your 401k. The Dow exiting bear market territory two months after it entered. All of that enthusiasm spurred by one man, Fed Chair Jay Powell, who signaled the central bank is ready to slow its pace of rate hikes at its December policy meeting. The news Wall Street has been eager to hear. As a result, growth stocks, especially tech names, rallied. Shares of Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon all closing higher. In economic news, U.S. third quarter GDP revised higher to a 2.9% annual rate. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. And let's take a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. A new-to-the-area chicken restaurant brand is coming to West Wichita as a local real estate company sees an opportunity for further modular quick-service restaurant and retail growth in the city. Lang Real Estate and its Red Guard subsidiary, which develops modular buildings and storage solutions, says Wichita's first Sticky Bird chicken restaurant is coming to 616 South Tyler, just north of Kellogg and Tyler. The restaurant will occupy one of two new modular quick-service restaurant retail sites at the location, it used to be home to Waltz Classics. The Waltz location closed earlier this year. The metal building, formerly on the site, is gone. It's been moved. And Lang Real Estate bought the property. Plans are for the new building to go up in March or April, with Sticky Bird's targeted opening set for May. A foreign military sale Boeing will mean aircraft work in Wichita. 
Boeing has been awarded a $398.2 million contract for the production of two more of its KC-46 tankers for Japan. According to a notice of the award from the U.S. Department of Defense, the work is expected to be completed by late June of 2025. It also pushes the face value of the original contract for Japan past $1.3 billion, with two of the total six Pegasus tankers covering have, uh, covered have already been delivered. Wichita-based Genesis Health Club has added another tennis-focused facility to its Kansas City portfolio. Clayview Country Club in Liberty, Missouri, a northeastern suburb of Kansas City, is the 60th location for Genesis and the company's 16th in the KC metro area. Featuring indoor and outdoor tennis courts, fitness area, a couple of indoor pickleball courts, and year-round swimming, Genesis says the Clayview acquisition doubles down on tennis. And that is local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Yes, I didn't realize how what a big uh, big company Genesis has become. Yeah, 60 locations 60 now, locations. five dozen locations That's all sizable. over the place. Yeah. yeah, Promoting good health. We had a story on earlier on um, House Call for Health. Was it health? No, it was uh, Dr. Gup- Gupta this morning talking about the ideal number of steps to take in a, in a mm-hmm. day's time. The target had been 10,000. He said the, the target is 8,600. You only have to, need, have to take 8,600 steps to be in top, well, to avoid losing or avoid gaining weight, I guess it is. I don't know. I don't know how many I get in a day, but I know it's more than that. I don't get enough. And uh, it's, it's, that's fine. Anything that promotes good health. They tell me walking's plenty good for you. So get out and do it. If you, and we've had some, well, a little cold here to start the week, but uh, yesterday wasn't bad. I got out. You get out, Ted? Yeah, a little Went bit. For, for nice a few, sunny day. few steps out there. And it was a sunny day. It was a Tomorrow's little... the day, though, to get outside. Oh, oh my goodness. A high tomorrow of what? Pushing high 60s or maybe even 70. Even 70 degrees. On the second day of December. How about that? Not bad. All right. Uh, this is, by the way, Stephen Ted's show number 6,304. We've in, passed 6,300. In case you're keeping track, and I am, I have been keeping track of how many Stephen Ted show. We go back to uh, January of 1998. So this coming January will be the end of oh, 25? Coming up on a big quarter century. Whoa. Yeah. By the way, that's unheard of in radio business. Or today. <laughs> to have a team stay together that long. Um, but, you know, there we are. Proud to do it every morning. Yeah, we're glad to be here every glad morning. Glad to be here in the morning for you. Today is, uh, well, what have, what have you got going on? Are you doing any uh, drama work this time of the year? Usually oh, you, no, no, no. Don't, don't you usually I got do soccer, bas- I got too much soccer you athletics. basketball and volley- volleyball both? Yeah, I got volleyball PA? finishing up. Okay. When's basketball going now? Yeah. When's, when's the next basketball game at, for Shockers? I know you've got. Uh, I know we got the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. We'll be afternoon. on the road Saturday. Yeah. Next home okay. game will be the tenth, I think. Okay, so you, uh, but uh, week from Saturday. All right, so no drama to do this. They just staying busy. Well, the PA announcing for two sports. I'd say, yeah, that's, that's probably going to keep you busy. Had something interesting happening happened at my daughter's house last night. One of my granddaughters, the twins are sixteen, and Jocelyn last night apparently uh, took on the role of uh, dinner. For, a fa- oh. for for five people, and she made uh, hamburger helper. Took it on. She had to call her mom to say, "Hey, where are the noodles? <laughs> just, they're, they're in the box. They're in one of those packages <laughs> inside the box. The box. Yeah. But apparently, she should have called me. I'm an expert on hamburger <laughs> yeah, helper. Right, hamburger helper. You know, the White House are having uh, lobster tonight. Hamburger helper. What flavored? 
I don't know whether it's you know, for hamburger. What they've got stroganoff for one, don't they? They got like yeah. twenty flavors. Yeah, but she got that done, and apparently it turned out really nice. So she's learning how to do some things for herself. That's good. That's good. Seven fifty three. Stephen Ted and Tanash. Today is National Eat a Red Apple Day. You know, you know what they say: an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I'm not sure if that's true, but it's good to get all those what a vitamins and minerals there. An apple is both delicious and nutritious with over 7,500 varieties of apples. Did you know that? 7,500 varieties and 7.5% of the world's production coming from the U.S. Huh. So apples are out there. They're widely available. Very good. Uh, are you a big apple fan? Yeah. I. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, it's good, good to have on its own or you can use it in... Yeah. Apple baking, pie, apple pie, American as apple pie. That's right. All right, seven fifty-four. Stephen Ted, stay with us. Coming up here in the eight o'clock hour. One of the things we're going to be having in the eight o'clock hour this morning: special guest, Wichita Battalion Fire Chief Jose Okendes, will be here to talk about fire safety here this time of the year when you're putting up all those those decorations. So stay with us in the eight o'clock hour. We're going to have the latest on efforts to avert a nationwide rail strike. Ted has sports on the way. Yeah, we'll be taking a look at, uh, at college basketball action last night and our Minute with Mitch on a Thursday morning. We'll yeah. start talking Chiefs football. That'll be coming up in sports. Plus entertainment. Use the blur on the way, right? Yep, looking forward to it. Got a lot of good items in the blur. It'll be at 835 this morning. And we have traffic and weather. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour. Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Get Wichita Business Journal Update.